Hey everyone, today we're cozying up with Allison McNamara. She is the founder of Mara, a skincare line featuring algae-infused face oils. We chat about how she transitioned from her career in media and entertainment to become an entrepreneur and skincare guru. Check it out. We are cozying up with Allison McNamara. She is the founder of Mara Skincare, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So you generously sent over some of the face oil and retinol oil to me, and I have been obsessed. Like I tried so many different skincare, like oils, serums, this, that, and I've been using this every night and I've seen like a significant change in my skin. So I'm so excited to chat with you about how you, how did you start this journey to founding your own skincare line? Like take me from the beginning. Well, I'm so glad you're loving the products. That's like, first and foremost, the most important thing. I'm glad that you're seeing the glow, as we like to say. I am. You're seeing the glow. <laughs> uh, but the beginning was, you know, I started off in media. So I was a television host and journalist for a big part of my first life, as I like to call it. I started off, uh, you know, interning at E! and then worked at Pop Sugar. I was ultimately one of their main hosts, hosted their television show, went to Refinery29, was really on this quest to be kind of like a, a new age Ryan Seacrest. That was my goal. But Unfortunately, at the same time, Instagram and the new influencer kind of took over and people weren't really reaching for that 6 p.m. news anymore. You could get your celebrity fix through Instagram and, you know, people in terms of who they were looking for for information were kind of transitioning from the typical celebrity to the influencer. So it was at this crossroads in my career in about 2015 where I was like, I don't know if I want to keep doing YouTube videos forever. Um, the TV shows I, I was on kept getting canceled. They'd go for like one season or two seasons and then they'd be off. And so, which was, you know, heartbreaking because that was what I wanted to do. And so with thought, you know, what do I want to do? Uh, beauty's always been a part of my life. I grew up with my family working in skincare. I've been playing and testing with products since I was in diapers. Uh, and so it was always at the forefront of, of our dinner table conversations. And so I had the idea for Mara on a trip to Istanbul, Turkey from the Sea of Marmara. And I was like, look, if we can get the name Mara, it also is the last four letters of my last name. It means sea in Gaelic, which I'm also an Irish citizen and a US citizen. So it had this really uh, personal and bespoke meaning to it. So kind of put the, you know, put, put it out in the world, got the name and then started the exercise of creating the brand. I knew I wanted it to be algae based. I knew I wanted it to be at the time clean. Um, I didn't really know what that word meant because the world wasn't nearly as defined as it is now, but I knew I wanted it to have good for you, good for planet ingredients and, uh, you know, recyclable packaging. So I had all these, uh, you know, these elements. And then here we are today. I have like six SKUs and more on the way. So tell me a little bit about your family's background in skincare. What did they do and how did that kind of influence your journey? So my dad's worked at, you know, all sorts of different brands from, you know, more prestige to drugstore, mastige. And so at the time, I actually was born in Maryland and he worked at CoverGirl and Noxzema. So I remember some of my first memories are from the Navy perfume, which actually inspired the uh, color palette of Mara in addition to the ocean. And so that was a big part of my growing up. But ultimately, like Neutrogena was a huge kind of defining moment of my childhood. He worked there basically my entire um, middle school through high school experience. So I grew up going to commercial sets and playing with products. I actually helped him 
That's so cool. Pick a few of the, yeah, it was really awesome. I helped him select like Misha Barton as one of their spokesmodels before she was big. And Mandy Moore was also one that I pushed him to represent. Cause you know, I think we're all talking about Gen Z at the time, but I don't know what we were. We weren't millennials at that point, but he was kind of looking to the younger generation of who's cool, who can be at the face of this, you know, acne brand. And so um, that really, you know, defined, I think my, my skincare, my love for skincare for sure. So when you were, you know, first thinking about creating Mara as a skincare line, did you see any, you know, white spaces in the skincare industry that were lacking? Like what made you come to that algae based formula? There are a few things. So I did feel that the algae space in particular, I was looking at these amazing algae based products that were already on the market, but a lot of them had toxic ingredients that were also stabilized with them, like parabens or silicones or, you know, stabilizers that I wouldn't want to use. So I did see a white space for a clean, efficacious, beautiful algae line. But then on the other end of the white space, I felt like face oils were really misunderstood. And a lot of the, the face oils, like an oil is just uh, kind of like the, the carrier product of how the active gets to the skin. It can be an emulsion, it can be water-based, it can be oil-based. And so I felt there was this kind of open space for actives that could be carried with oils. And so that really was the the idea for the whole line to do like the algae retinol face oil, the C vitamin C serum, both of which have really intense, heavy actives, vitamin C and retinol in a beautiful oil carrier base. Well, I think that's the same way I was feeling like I was always kind of nervous about face oil because, you know, when you're growing up, you're like, you don't want oil on your face. It's going to clog your pores. So I was always kind of hesitant to go for a face oil as well. Yeah, I think that that's a big misconception. And kind of going back to the the Neutrogena thing, like that was the era of the oil-free. Everything mm-hmm. was oil-free, oil-free acne wash, oil-free moisturizer. And I've always, um, I remember even back in the day, I would mix like highlighter into my foundation, like my MAC foundation, just to be glowy. I've always loved like to glow, which was not popular then. It was all about matte and like the MAC fix that we all had. Um, and so that just never really spoke to me. So I did feel that there was all this education that we could do around oil because oil really is amazing for oily skin, by the way, like oil. Wow. Really? Oil is the only thing that breaks up oil. So if you think about it, when you're trying to clean something, you need oil to get rid of oil. It's just like science. And so with that too, when you have oil on the skin, um, your skin then signifies that it doesn't need to produce as much oil because it's happy. But when you're stripping the skin of the oil, that's when the oil actually, your oil glands go into overdrive, trying to compensate for all the oil that you've taken away. So it's, it's kind of like the same concept as um, washing your hair a little less. You know, when you wash every day and you're stripping it of all those natural oils, your hair is going to work harder to replace them. Well, the same thing with your skin. That makes total sense. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, can you talk about algae and why it's such a powerful ingredient and what sparked your interest in it in the first place? Yeah, algae is amazing. I mean, for one, it's been around for, you know, billions of years. It was the first life form on this planet. So anything that's been able to survive for the past, I don't know, 3 billion years probably knows a thing or two about sustainability. And so with that idea, I think that one thing's really cool about algae is that we're constantly discovering new types of it. It's microscopic in some capacity, you know, when you're dealing with microplankton and different types of the bioplanktons that we use. So for one, it's some of it you can't even see. So we're constantly discovering new types. They say that there's about 30 to 60,000 species of algae that we haven't even discovered yet. So the opportunity for discovery and for um, benefits for skin, I feel like are endless. So it's constantly evolving. 
And the other thing is it's really sustainable. So not only is it amazing for skin, high in B-complex vitamins, trace minerals, um, has wonderful anti-aging properties and plumping properties, it's also really easy to either harvest from the ocean or even grow in a lab. You know, you can take like the samples because it, it's a singular cellular uh, organism. So you're not having to, you know, milk a cow to get the milk to make a, you know, a certain type of lactic acid or whatever it is. It really is a super sustainable ingredient. And it's also, I just love the ocean. I feel like the ocean's really my reset. And I feel like the ocean is like our fountain of youth. And so I think it's a really fun category to get to explore. Yeah, definitely. And there's so much like to still explore in the ocean. Yeah. Um, what are some of the, you know, biggest challenges you faced when switching careers and founding your company? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think the biggest thing that you get is imposter syndrome, right? Especially when you're switching careers, because even if you have this great idea and you're going through the exercises of learning how to do it, you know, you kind of always feel like, oh my God, am I going to be taken seriously? You know, and, and I finally felt like in, when I was hosting, I was getting to a place where different out, I was on enough outlets where when I would go to like a today's show, for example, I wouldn't feel like I didn't know what I was doing. I could get on a live spot and crush it. I could, you know, do the Oscars for ABC on their live pre-show and, and nail it. And I, I was at that place where I was confident in doing those things. But when you start to sit at the table of an entirely different audience, whether it's manufacturers or formulators or retailers, you know, you kind of feel like you've got to start all over again. So that was tough for sure. And I still, I feel like I still deal with that today. I, I feel like that never goes away. You're always going to feel like you're not as, you know, successful or like confident as you should be. But I think that happens to everyone. And it's something that all women need to work on. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way? I always feel that way. Like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I constantly feel that way, especially in the beginning, because a lot of times um, people, you know, say like fake it till you make it. And like the more you like pr believe in yourself, the more like it's it'll actually happen around you, which I think is totally true. But mm -hmm. as like the your business grows and as you go in through different stages, which are new and you've never experienced, I feel like I always feel like an imposter at a different point. Totally. A hundred percent. Never goes away. So I have an interesting question because I feel like there's a lot of women still out there that would love to pursue your original career in, you know, media and television. There's still, you know, so many girls out there that aspire to do that profession. And then, of course, there's so many, uh, you know, aspiring female entrepreneurs. What advice would you give to a woman looking to do either thing? <laughs> So I guess if you want to get into media, you have to be an excellent writer. You have to know how to envision a story um, and create it into a video. I think a lot of people think that if you want to be a television host, you're just the talent. But a lot of these women, like Juliana Rancic, she is a, an incredible master's degree in journalism. You know, She is one of the executive producers on the show. So you really have to be able to do all parts of the job. So, you know, I started my career as a tape librarian at E. Like I literally was a librarian for tapes. It was like <laughs> so bad, but I loved it. I was obsessed because I loved being in the environment of the studio. And I don't think they have the tape library anymore because it's 2021 and this was in like <laughs> 2003. Um, but I used to have to like pull the tapes like of Angelina Jolie and deliver it to the producer. But all this to say, I think knowing every part of the business is going to help you in either career, right? And I think that my background in, in media was instrumental to the work I've done for Mara because I write all of my own copy. I can see when I create a product, I can visualize what it's going to look like, the story I'm going to tell, how I'm going to position it, 
what the colors are going to be used. And I think that comes from my production background and being able to visualize what the story I'm going to tell is before I'm even telling it, you know? And what are your thoughts on, do you think that there's as much opportunity in media for women today as there was before with, you know, the rise of the influencer and social media and all of that? I think the opportunities probably even greater than it was then. I just think the opportunity itself has changed. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's less linear television hosting, which is reading off a prompter, nightly news, that's entertainment. You know, I always wanted, I never wanted to be a a newscaster. I feel like that can be a really depressing job, terrible hours, super early, like reporting on like car crashes and and deaths all day. Like that's not my thing. (laughs) Um, That's, there's a place for that. I just, I feel like that's a, but that's a heavy, that's a heavy um, energy load to carry each day. I liked interviewing celebrities and talking about their clothes and about their beauty products. So um, I think that job itself like has changed. I think it really is more of the influencer. Now you can have your own channel and have like Victoria Beckham talking to you about her skincare line and her beauty products on your own channel. So I think it really is carving out your own entrepreneurial kind of vertical if you want to do media now or you can go in the traditional route and be you know a writer for a magazine and sometimes that can parlay itself into you know your own video series or your own column or whatever that is so i just think the opportunity has changed it's it's still there though for sure hey everyone olivia here hope you're enjoying our episode Our clear-cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. And what is um, one piece of advice that you would give to an aspiring female entrepreneur? There's like so many pieces of advice, but I would say that's a good one. I think doing your research is the most important part and not, you know, jumping before you can fly. I think it's really important to time things out in a way that, you know, allows for the appropriate amount of growth, but not getting yourself too inundated with expenses too early on, like hiring too many people or bringing on too many new SKUs. I think it's really important to just build with the growth of your business. So I think that's important to know. And then also just like not to be so hard on yourself. You know, there's a lot of things that will set you back, but there's always a workaround for it. Um, So what were the first steps like that you took when starting your business? Obviously you found the inspiration, you knew the type of products you wanted to create, but the actual like steps in producing your, you know, hero product, what did that look like? Not sure if I did this the right way. So I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. This was my, (laughs) my journey, uh, but it's not the same for everyone. So I, I think I, did the, the name right. I locked in the name, got the trademarks for the name first, because you can't become obsessed with this idea and create this story than to find out that you don't have the trademark. So that was important. So I got the social handles, the trademark, and then, you know, spent a lot of time, probably about six months, just figuring out what the concept would be. And then once I landed on the idea, which it has since changed a little bit since that initial kind of brainstorm, I immediately started interviewing labs, different chemists around the country. I went to all the different trade shows like Cosmoprof, um, this one that I call the Ingredient Festival, but it's definitely not called that. It's like the science fair of LA or something. 
went there um, where they have all these different ingredient suppliers and just did my research, just kind of absorbed everything. And then the first real commitment and the first check I wrote was to formulate the product. So we spent two years developing the proprietary algae blend and the universal face oil itself, which I think product is the most important thing. Aesthetics are second. So you really got to focus on those two things. Amazing. And what is your skincare routine and what advice do you have for women who might feel, you know, overwhelmed by the number of skincare products out there? We are trying to not overwhelm you at Mara. That's one of the other <laughs> reasons why I wanted to launch it. Like, you know, this this was really in the midst of the 10 step skincare routine, you know, the Korean skincare routine that everyone was yes. freaking, freaking out over. And I actually have a video on it. You can watch it on Refinery29. It's called Skin Deep, where I have these two amazing Korean Americans kind of walking me through their skincare rituals. But all that aside, I was like, this is too much. Like, there's no way that all these ingredients connect with each other. So my personal mantra and the mantra of the brand is cleanse, treat, hydrate. I truly believe you only need three steps to have fantastic, healthy looking, glowing, gorgeous skin. And so all of our products really fit within that, you know, those categories. And then with the exception of sunscreen, which is the fourth step in the morning. So I like to do just a, a gentle, damp cleanse with our algae enzyme cleansing oil in the morning. I'll go in with our treatment, vitamin C, our C vitamin C in the morning, and then I'll follow up with the sunscreen. And then, and usually I don't even hydrate after that. This vitamin C is so hydrating and treatment. So it's kind of that all in one product. And I just love letting that active sink in before I do anything else. And then in the evening, I do uh, an oil cleanse, same cleanser, but on dry skin to remove all of the day's impurities. I'll use our algae and our algae retinol face oil as my treatment step. And then I'll go in with either, if it's not a retinol night, I'll go in with like an acid instead. I'll use either or. And then I follow up with, universal face oil. And that's really it. <laughs> Super so, simple. I mean, that's amazing because I cannot keep up with like a 10 step skincare routine. I feel like there's so many new products and so many different things I need to introduce into my skincare that it gets really overwhelming. And then I end up just washing my face and putting on, you know, moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to make a skincare line that like I hate to say the word lazy person, but like I kind of am that way sometimes. Like I want to mm -hmm. have this glamorous experience that takes less than five minutes. So totally, I, yeah. Like I love that our cleansers multi-hyphenate, damp, dry, or as a light peel. One product, three ways. Um, the universal face oil. You could literally just go straight to that step, just apply that, and be done for the day or night. And you're really getting all the nutrients your skin needs, and you're you're getting that um, gorgeous hydration, which is I think the most important thing. A hydrated skin barrier is like vital. Yeah, that like prevents wrinkles and everything. <laughs> everything. It's the secret. So what are, um, you know, I know you wanted to keep a very concise product line, but what are some products that, you know, you may want to create in the future? I definitely see us being represented in all active categories, whether that's like an acid or something that focuses on blemishes or like a niacinamide. I think those are all really important categories that speak to people. So you wouldn't use them in tandem with other products. That would be your singular treatment step. But I want to offer different treatments for different types of people and different types of skin needs. So I see us doing that. I love body products. So definitely want to play in the body and potentially hair space. I think the opportunity is really endless. And then building out our wellness category more. We currently have one supplement and we're launching another supplement soon. Amazing. Um, 
And as you know, we're a jewelry company, so we like to ask all of our guests, you know, we find jewelry to be really sentimental and have, you know, just special meanings. What is one of your favorite pieces of jewelry and and why? So my favorite jewelry piece is my engagement ring, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the reason is obvious, but I also think it's like so stunningly designed. It's an emerald cut, which is my favorite and I don't wear it that often unless I'm going like outside of the house like I am now because I'm so scared of like just dinging it or getting it dirty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, obviously, it's my most sentimental piece that I have. Amazing. And did you play a part in designing your engagement ring or was it like a complete surprise? 100% a surprise. Did not design it at all. But it's a similar version to one that I wore to the Oscars. Um what year was that in 2014, I believe it was. And I was gushing about like, I was, the design was amazing. I think I was wearing like an eight carat ring though. Whoa. So obviously I did not get, <laughs> yeah, it was huge. I had security guards. It was wild. Um, but, uh, my fiance like took note and mocked this ring, like almost to a T like that one. Amazing. So are you currently like planning your wedding and doing all of that? Oh, yes, of course. I'm redoing my house, planning a wedding, launching products. It's no big deal. Getting a new car all at the same time. Yeah. So I am planning our wedding. It's next year though. So I've got some time and I've actually pretty much done everything. So there's not much left to do. How's planning during COVID times? I hate to say like, I think it's pretty easy to plan a wedding, but I think it's because launching a product is so much more Sometimes. complex. Honestly, like, you know, I've heard some of my friends who aren't in like the space of manufacturing or making things, you know, saying how hard it is to plan a wedding. And I've honestly feel like it's super, it's been super easy, knock on wood for me. <laughs> um, but it's been, you know, it's been easy. We just, we knew the venue we wanted to have it at. We haven't actually been there, but we've been, it's in Tulum and we've walked oh my past God, it before. So we've had, yeah. And like, you can't go wrong. If, if it looks like shit, just look at the beach, you know? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I guess I'm pretty mellow with that. I mean, I, I picked the florist cause I found her on Instagram and I am working with the planner, but I'm type A. So I'm basically doing all the planning myself. <laughs> and I picked our, already like the, the, what do you call it? All of the rentals already have been done. So it's really just the food that's left. Amazing. And the food in Tulum is great. Yeah. They have great food. And yeah, if anything, people are going to be drinking tequila. So they exactly. won't remember. They the won't remember it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> with launching your product, planning this wedding, everything going on in your business and personal life, like how has, you know, COVID and the pandemic affected that? Do, are there any like key tech takeaways that you've learned this year? You know, COVID I know has been tough for so many, but it's been really fantastic for the Mara business, honestly, because and evens the playing field with us with bigger brands. When you are in a store and you have mar huge marketing dollars, obviously, and huge um, representation on the shelf, it's so much easier for a big brand to catch the consumer's attention. But when you're online, really the playing field is so much more even. So we've seen tremendous growth year over year for Mara. And that's also due in part to additional product launches that we had last year and this year. Um, so that's, it's been really good for us in that capacity, but definitely, you know, learning to do things in a new way. You know, I, I built the business from working from home. So working from home is not foreign to me, but managing people from home is obviously a different scenario and new to me altogether. So that's definitely had its own, I think, sets of challenges for every business owner. And then um, in terms of just planning the wedding, I don't know, like I, I've never planned a wedding before. Hopefully this is the only wedding I plan. So it's all, the only experience <laughs> I've been able to to have so far. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to see how Mara grows in the future. And I personally will be a, 
a new client and continue to purchase these products because they are incredible. Um, can you tell everyone, you know, where should they purchase? Where should they follow? All of that good stuff. Thank you so much. You can shop Mara at Credo Beauty, Blue Mercury, the Detox Market, our own website, themarabeauty.com. We're also at the Mara Beauty on Instagram. And I had I love your work too. So I definitely have to like get my hands on some clear cut pieces. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it was great having you on today. Um, I love learning about your product and your journey. It so interesting and so exciting. And I just want to thank you for your time and coming on today. Thanks for having me. Diamonds and skincare. What else more could you want, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I had so much fun chatting with Allison about her journey to founding Mara and her switch in careers. If you guys could change your career to be anything else in the world, what would it be? 